Hello, and welcome to another episode of Untangling. It's been a while since the last time I was on, so a lot has been happening. I was actually in Las Vegas roughly two weeks ago, and a lot to untangle when it comes to Las Vegas. So, with Las Vegas, here's how the trip went, okay? I fly out of Bloomington around 2.30. We get stuck on the tarmac because that's what these airline industries do these days. Worst customer service in the world. However, the stewardess and the flight crew, they're always amazing. So I never want to tie them into the business side of things. These are just really, really good human beings. No problems there. So I have a connecting flight in Chicago. So we land in Chicago. It's usually a quick flight, but it wasn't for whatever reason. Around 4 o'clock, my connecting flight leads to Vegas at 4.15. So if you ever seen the movie Home Alone, once you land in O'Hare, you see them running around. That's basically the scenery. And what's fascinating is these airlines are making record profits and they refuse to put one penny back into the airports. So the exact picture you see of O'Hare Airport, that's exactly the same way it is today, okay? Nothing's changed. So usually in the G-gate is where the small planes land and you have the gates. However, the big boys, the 737s, they're on the other side of the airport. So I'm running, trying to just basically make this connecting flight. Literally, I did not have a second to spare. So I get on this 737 MAX American Airlines. Clearly, you have access to their Wi-Fi. But if you want to pay for it, okay, uh, there's always a charge. Again, untangling. America is going to be subscription by a thousand cuts. That's our new reality. It is what it is. Sitting there in these new aircrafts, where I do give the airlines credit for those investing in new aircrafts, these things are amazing. And I know they are all computer software AI driven because it literally feels like the pilots are just programming in a code and relaxing. And the only reason they're there is for any override, something so unexpected, they have to take a manual control. The flight to Vegas was so smooth, it was surreal. So on the flight, I got a chance to watch. They had amazing shows too, brand new stuff. You know, show, uh, they had uh, Showtime, so they had Dexter. So I said, let me ch- uh, check out Dexter. For those of you listening in, Dexter, it used to be one of my favorite shows. Long story short, it's a serial killer who finds bad people to kill them. So anybody who's kind of committed a crime and got away with it, any bad person trying to do society wrong, Dexter is on the scene. And it is brilliantly written. The issue I had with Dexter was I just thought the seasons ran way too long. And what I mean by that is basically after season three, it kind of fell off. Season three, I want to say was season three, was a Trinity killer uh, season. And if they ended the show after the Trinity killer, it is hands down the number one show, greatest shows ever written. 
but because they ran it for a few more seasons and they just kind of had to like you know hold on to something, the show became a disaster. So they have the new Dexter uh, on Showtime. So I said, you know, let me just watch an episode to see where this is going. It was a little bit interesting, but I was so let I was so let down by the last two seasons of Dexter that I'm just like, I just I can't invest any more time in this. So I changed it over to Woman King. And with Woman King, I was a little hesitant. Uh, that was actually streaming for free through American Airlines. I was a little hesitant because of just the negative reviews. And I'm watching this movie. In this day and age, it's really hard to get people's attention. I was hooked on that show from the beginning, the intro, to the end. It is one of the better movies I've seen within the last five years. Rotten Tomato gave it an amazing review, but, you know, the audience is like, you know, we didn't like it. There were a lot of people who went in and said, you know, the way it kind of depicted uh, this tribe. So just negative feedback. But this movie, it literally reminded me a little bit of Gladiator in regards to how well it was written. And Viola Davis simply knocks it out of the park. She's one of the most amazing actresses I've ever seen. And after watching this movie, there is nobody else who could have played that role. It is riveting. So they tackle the slave trade. They tackle the power of women. They tackle African-American, African-American, African wealth. Uh, during that time, a lot of times, you know, with Hollywood, it's, you know, the man comes in, dominate, the guy rules, gets the lady. That's a Hollywood script that's made billions and billions and billions of dollars to a point where people don't even want to go to the movies anymore because these things are just so predictable. But uh, Woman King, amazing movie. If you haven't had a chance to see it, and it made my flight to Vegas so much smoother because literally when it ended, we touched down. And I was in Las Vegas. So the untangling audience knows I used to live in Las Vegas. Haven't been back in a while. And I want to say the last time I went was 2013. So 10 years ago. Probably to the day. uh, Which is crazy. So what's changed about Las Vegas? Man oh man. So the first thing about Las Vegas is this. Okay. I got to rent a car. I'm not doing Uber. Because I remember coming out of that airport, seeing those lines for taxis, lines for Uber, didn't want to be part of it. So I said, I'm going to rent a car. So what's interesting about renting a car in Las Vegas, it reminds me a lot of Massachusetts when people buy Patriots tickets from out of town. And they go, yeah, we're going to stay in Boston and we got Patriots tickets going to be crazy. What you don't know is Foxborough is actually probably an hour and 30 minutes from Boston, okay? They never seem to ever, you know, talk about this on Monday Night Football. They'll just say, coming live, Boston, Massachusetts, Foxborough, Massachusetts. And you don't know. You just assume it's near the city, nowhere near the city. So with Vegas, when you rent a car, Vegas is the only airport I've ever been in where the rent-a-car place is not inside the airport. So you have to take a shuttle to the other side of town, and it's crazy. It's literally nowhere near the airport. They want you to believe it is. It's not. I don't even know if it's in Las Vegas. It might actually be on the Vegas-Henderson border. That's how crazy this is. So I get there. 
I'm renting from Hertz, and Hertz says, hey, anything on the second floor, it's yours, okay? So I pay, and I said, so I go on the second floor, any car there, I just walk in, they go, yep, that's how it works here. So I get to the second floor, there's three cars left. I go, I can't believe my luck. There's a Chevy Malibu, hybrid, whatever, and there's these two other cars, they're called posters. So I go back down, I go, hey, I'm going to need help because there's three cars left. And so they go up, they go, what's the problem? There are three cars here. I go, yeah, uh, what are those? And they said, oh, those are posters. They're electric cars. And I said, okay, if I get this electric car, where am I supposed to charge it? Oh, all the casinos have charging stations and all this stuff. I said, absolutely not. I want a car that runs on gas, okay? And that's where we're going to start. And they go, the Chevy uh, Malibu, uh, that's all we have. So I said, not a problem. So I get the Chevy Malibu. It is what it is, okay? So what has changed about Las Vegas? When I was in Vegas in 2013, it would probably take me 10 minutes to get from the airport to the Strip. I was staying at the Paris. Uh, what's changed about Las Vegas is the traffic. So it took me probably an hour and 10 minutes to get from the same airport slash rent-a-car place to my hotel. I couldn't believe it. So in Vegas, there's the 15 North, I want to say it is. It heads towards Utah. So I take the 15 North, and I'm driving, and I said, what the hell is that? And it's a Legion Stadium, and I'm sitting there in disbelief. I said, they put a football stadium in the middle. It lo literally looks like it's in the middle of the highway, and the whole highway is just shut down. And I'm just like, that's a football stadium in the middle of a highway. This is insane. And you see the highway shut down in Allegiant Stadium. I talked to a buddy. He was, Charles, I think a car might have caught on fire. That's why they shut it down. I don't know. But anyways, so Allegiant Stadium, enormous. And I'm like, what's that doing there? So all this traffic, I finally get to the Paris Hotel. I roll in. What else has changed about Vegas? I see this in the parking garage. I see that they're starting to charge people. And I'm like, what? So I get a ticket. It's like, hey, if you're staying for an hour, $36, two hours, $56. And I'm in disbelief. If you're a guest, it's $18. And I'm a guest at the Paris. So I'm just like, parking used to be free. So now you're telling me if a, if a friend of mine were staying at the Paris, I wanted to come see him or her, and I would have to pay? Like, that's my gambling money. That's crazy. So I'm in the whole $60 to basically come see a friend. No way that's happening, okay? So whatever. So now you got to pay to park. So I'm checking in and, you know, the Paris, it's, it's happening. It is what it is. And I'm like, hey, listen, I'm staying here, but it looks like you guys are charging. Like, how does this work? They go, yeah, it's $18 for guests. However, with your pass, because you have a room key, you could go in and out. Because I'm like, okay, is it $18 every time I go in and out? No, your room key will open the gate, it'll shut the gate, and then we'll charge you for the many days you stay. I'm looking at this in disbelief, okay? So I'm not happy at this point. And I'm in late. Uh, it's probably around 8.30, 9 o'clock, 10, which is basically my bedtime. Chicago, Central Standard Time, two hours ahead. So it's literally almost like midnight. I'm exhausted. So I go to hop on the Wi-Fi. I got my, because um, I'm there for a work conference. It's the Medicare Sales Summit. I got my uh, cell phone. I got my work cell phone. I got my laptop. I go on the Wi-Fi laptop. No problem, right? I put my phone on uh, Wi-Fi so I don't get these text messages from AT&T. Hey, you know, you're using up your data, um, even though we can't charge you because you have unlimited data. But, you know, we'll slow it down if you keep this up. 
So I log that on, no problem. I go to log my work phone on. It says, hey, um, you're only allowed two devices for Wi-Fi. So I said, I can't believe this. I called the front desk. Hey, you know, I'm staying here. It's saying I have to pay $14.99 per day for Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, yeah, those are the new rules. So they're nickel and diming customers to death. And I'm sitting there in just disbelief. Like, has America gotten that bad that there's no longer any more customer service and any nickel you could get out of somebody, you're going to get it from them? So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to get some sleep, have a huge day plan tomorrow, hanging out with friends, all that good stuff, get some sleep. And then I forget, I got to hop on my work laptop. And I'm just like, I'm not paying for this. So I call, I go, listen, I'm here for a conference. It's tr- it's asking me $14.99 for my work cell phone to get on the Wi-Fi, another $14.99 for my work laptop. And they said, sir, um, if you go to our business center, you could actually get the Wi-Fi for free. And trust me when I tell you, this isn't about money, okay? I have the money. It's about principle. It's about not being a mark. And uh, for you who don't, for those of you listening who don't know what a mark is, a mark is a sucker, okay? They always say, if you can't spark the, if you can't spot the mark at the casino table, it's you. So I'm not in a good mood, but whatever. So I wake up. It's Saturday. Going to make the best of it. You know, watch a little TV. They have a, a fitness center. And I didn't know this when I used to basically, you know, live in Vegas. Whenever I'd go to hotels, because I was just there to, like, party, have a good time. It's actually pretty cool. You wake up early, you know, you grab some coffee. They had Pete's Coffee. I got a chance to expensive through work. Went to their fitness center. Got a great workout in. And I'm just like, this feels so good. Working out. Getting in a sweat. And my wife was home with my daughter, uh, so it is tough, right? When you're a family person, it's so hard to leave your family because literally my daughter and I, we haven't been apart since she was born. Like, be, literally, we've never been apart, really. Um, so if I were to go to Boston, I take her with me. Uh, anywhere I go, she's always with me. So it was so tough, and uh, she did kind of get choked up. When I had to uh, uh, leave to go to the airport, I dropped her off. It was a Friday, so I got a chance to drop her off early in the morning. And she was a little choked up. She goes, Mom uh, called uh, the school to let them know I'd be a little sad today because, you know, my dad's uh, leaving. And that kind of, you know, hit hard. Uh, But I told her, it's going to be okay. I said, listen, uh, this is actually healthy. Um, You'd be amazed how many people have to travel uh, I told her, I'm like, there are people who travel every single day from work. They fly back and forth. I go, we've been lucky that we've been together for seven years. But, you know, with things coming back, I have to go to this conference. And I told her, you know, I have a surprise for you on Saturday. So we'll FaceTime and then uh, I'll show you where it is. So that actually worked out really, really well. The good news was when I went to the fitness center, what was so cool about it was simply Time's not an issue. You know, usually I go to the gym and I'm like, okay, I get an hour and a half, two hours. I got to go back home, you know, to kind of alleviate the wife of her duties so she can go do her thing while I watch, you know, our daughter. Just being able to get a literally a three-hour workout in, it was unbelievable. My goal was to hit 20 thousand steps, which I've never been able to do. I'm sitting there and on the treadmill for an hour and a half. And here's what I love about Vegas. What I love about Vegas is 
no politics, no news, okay? You go in these fitness centers, and in these fitness centers, the only thing you're going to watch is sports. So I'm watching Illinois. I want to say they're probably playing Purdue. I'm watching Alabama. I want to say they're probably playing uh, Clemson. I'm watching Oklahoma State. Any college basketball game that was on at that time is the only thing you're going to see in Vegas. The local gyms here, you know what you see? Uh, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all this nonsense. Vegas, we're not talking politics here, okay? So three-hour workout, and I feel like a million bucks. I literally sat on that treadmill for two, for, uh, two hours, and then... Uh, got a chance to lift weights, nowhere to be, and it's not even 10 a.m. So later that day, going to a restaurant with a, a few friends from Vegas, and it was just a blast. So, you know, we're texting back and forth. What time would uh, be best for dinner? I'm just like, hey, you know, let's do an early dinner. How about 6? Somebody else said 5.30. It was one of those things where it was pretty funny. Got a text where... I tried for five, but they don't open till five. <laughs> That's how you know you're getting old. And here's a trick to the untangling audience. The earlier you could go to dinner, the better. So five o'clock, I drive up to this Italian restaurant called Piero's, and you could just walk in a place and know this is legit. So I walk in, I have a drink at the bar, I let them know I'm waiting for a few friends, Vegas, it's always valet parking in these restaurants, so valet the uh, uh, car, walked in, you saw just a bunch of guys, you could just tell they're either there for a bachelor party, wearing the expensive watches, or you know they probably just closed a huge business deal, just having a blast. And they turn on the TV, and it's on the news. And the news is about... Uh, the man who was literally beaten to death in Memphis, uh, in Tennessee. I don't know exactly where. I'm just assuming it was Memphis. Uh, taking a guess. And you see the manager come out and say, put that on a sports channel. And I'm like, in my head, that's exactly right. People are here for a great time. It's an unfortunate situation that happened. But in Las Vegas, one thing's going on that TV. And that's sports, okay? There's already enough divisiveness in this country. And Las Vegas is one of the rare places they do not play into the politics. You go to Las Vegas, you'll never know if somebody's a Republican, an Independent, or a Democrat. They don't have the time. Everyone's gambling, drinking, having a good time, living life, outdoors, hiking. There's just too much to do to be in your house watching Fox News, hating your neighbor, because that's as great as your life is going to get. So that's the one thing I do miss about Vegas. So before I go out, I said, hey, I got to get breakfast. And uh, there's this place called Rum Runner that, you know, I always used to go to, me and a really close friend, when we used to live there. Uh, my friend liked it so much that he actually rented an apartment across the street, which I thought was dangerous, but, you know, he's doing great. So I go to Rum Runner. And I always order the same thing. But it was breakfast. So I get there, and this lady goes, Charles, 
And I look at her, and I couldn't remember her name. I'm like, yeah, how's it going? She goes, good. She goes, you always used to come in here uh, with your best friend, with your close friend. And I go, yeah. And, and I, I thought it was a joke, like somebody put her up to it. And she goes, I go, yeah. And it, it started to jog my memory. I go, you remember me from, what, 10, 15 years ago? She goes, yeah, of course. She goes, you always got the wings hot. And I, I'm blown away. And I said, if you don't mind me asking, I go, I could remember faces. I'm really bad with names. Could you remind me of your name? She goes, it's Christy. I go, Christy, how are you doing? And she goes, I'm doing great. She goes, how's, uh, you know, how's your close friend? I go, he's doing great. I'm actually meeting up with him for dinner night. I go, Christy, you got to give me a second because my mind is blown. I go, out of, and you got to understand one thing about Rum Runner. Rum Runner is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They don't close for any holidays, okay? Christmas, they say they love it when the Packers play because it's a Packers bar. They love it when the Packers play because the place is packed. Thanksgiving, packed, okay? And I said, Christy, I go, um, I've never really asked anyone to do this, but would I be able to get a picture of you to send it to a close friend to explain the story? Because my mind is literally blown out of everybody who's walked through this place within the past 15 years. For you to be able to remember me, it's just like I, I, I'm blown away. I go, I've never seen customer service. I've never experienced this kind of customer service. And she goes, yeah, it's so great to see you. And we just started talking. We took a picture. I left her a great tip. And that experience told me a few things. One is simply my friend and I simply took really, really good care of that staff. Okay? Um, for them to remember you 15 years after the fact is mind-boggling. And I did ask her, and I said, hey, you know, if you don't mind me asking, I don't know if you remember this waitress, and I used the waitress's name, and I'm not going to say it, you know, on this uh, podcast because, you know, I don't have permission. And I said, hey, before I left, she, she was going through a cancel, cancer battle. Like, how's she doing? And she goes, oh, yeah, she's great. She, you know, she's been in remission for 10 years. We just went down to um, a Pahrump two weeks ago. She couldn't be better. And I'm just like, you have no idea how great it is to hear that news. And she goes, yeah, do you remember my two little girls? I'm like, yeah, they, they were tiny. She goes, they both work. They were twins, her two girls. She goes, um, they both work here now. And I'm just sitting there. I'm just in, in disbelief. And that is one thing I do miss about Vegas is the people. They do, not the corporate hotels, but the locals. They understand the power of customer service. So just off, just off to a great start in regards to my Saturday. So dinner comes, back to the restaurant. Uh, friends and I, we have a blast. Wine, getting caught up on old times. You know, what we're doing this these days business and literally we got there at five we didn't end up leaving till about probably 9 30 and when i got back to the paris at 9 30 my brain's like okay it's vegas go downstairs because there's a lounge and the lounge is happening go hang out meet people and literally my brain saying do one thing my body's in that bed saying we're not moving 
Next thing I know, it's Sunday. It's 7 a.m. And it was just a blast. So Sunday, uh, Eagles end up playing the Chiefs. No, no, sorry. Eagles play the 49ers. Chiefs play the Bengals later that night. So I'm like, yeah, let's, you know, let's meet at the uh, South Point. South Point is a uh, casino out in Vegas. Just amazing heading to uh, Henderson. And what's really interesting is before I left, I really started to see this start to happen in Las Vegas where the local casinos really started taking a lion's share of the major casinos because the local casinos understood the value of customer service. So I get to South Point. I take the Cincinnati and the Chiefs under, and then I take the Eagles and the 49ers over. Eagles, 49ers, they're first to kick off. Third player of the game, fourth player of the game, who knows? And this place is packed. It's happening. There's nothing like a game, any game, I don't care, in a Las Vegas casino. So, you know, I got the Miller Lights, and I was not happy with the Miller Lights because I think a genius in the casinos figured out, hey, you know how we get these in boxes? Instead of taking the beers out and put them in a fridge, a freezer to keep them ice cold, one thing with me is I love ice cold beer. A genius had the idea, how about we just put ice in the box? So you get these beers and they are so warm, okay? And it drove me crazy. But anyways, so I take the Eagles, 49ers under, no, over, uh, Chiefs, Bengals, under. Uh, third, fourth play of the game, uh, Purdy goes to throw a, a, a pass and they basically break the guy's hands. I go, I can't believe this. So I know that ticket is gone. And uh, this friend, really, really funny dude, he goes, man, looks like you bet the uh, under on the wrong game. And I couldn't stop laughing. Las Vegas humor. So now, you know, the Cincinnati Chiefs game, uh, Eagles game awful, Chiefs Cincinnati lives up to the billing, blast, hanging out there, and I hit the under, um, under comes through, so I'm happy. And, you know, I'm talking to a few buddies, a few had to go home. And I said, hey, uh, where's the next spot? That's the one thing in Vegas. It doesn't stop, right? So uh, a friend of mine, he says, hey, Twin Peaks. And I'm like, what's Twin Peaks? He's like, it's Hooters, but so much nicer. So we go to Twin Peaks. The place is packed for the Cincinnati-Kansas City game. And Twin Peaks, you know, their business model is obviously very attractive women bringing you what they say is the coldest beer you'll ever have in the world. And they, they have it at a temperature like 27.9 uh, degrees. It literally, half the beer comes out frozen. I'm like, great. Compared to what we, I just went through, this is actually good. I got my winning ticket with me um, because, you know, we left early second half to go to Twin Peaks and they actually have really good wings. So I sit down and this is Las Vegas for you, right? We sit down, we get a good spot. Let me get a, you know, Miller Lite, uh, wings, uh, whatever he's having, whatever. So I sit down next to this guy and he goes, hey, from around here? And I go, no, I'm actually from a Chicago area. I'm like, how's it going? He goes, oh, I'm doing good. And this waitress, this bartender takes our order. And he goes, she's to work for me. I go, yeah. She goes, anything you tell her, she remembers. No matter what the order is, she remembers. She's a great worker. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I go, what do you do? And one thing about Vegas is 
people love to talk about money, okay? And the people who do, a lot of times they don't have it, but it is what it is. And so I'm talking to this guy, and I go, so what do you do? He goes, oh, man. He goes, um, got the account for UFC, uh, got the Zappos. For those of you who don't know what Zappos is, Zappos is basically the shoe company Amazon bought, long story, based in uh, Las Vegas. So huge, huge company out there. Uh, I have the Zappos account, and he named two other accounts. And I go, yeah? And I go, uh, so what brings you here? He goes, oh, man, obviously, you know, the game, and it's just a lot happening, uh, you know, between my fiance and I. His fiance wasn't there. I go, oh, congratulations. And he thanks me, and I go, yeah, so where are you guys getting married? He goes, married? He goes, building a mansion out in Cabo. I go, nice. Say, building a mansion? You're moving down there? He goes, yep. And I go, so where's the wedding going to be? And he goes, our mansion. And I said, hey, I'm so happy for you. You know, he hung out. We talked a little bit about the game. And uh, then he had to take off. And the minute he takes off, I look over at my friend. He goes, never ceases to amaze me. It's amazing. Here I am at Twin Peaks. Uh, this multi-millionaire, supposedly, building a house in Kabul. If he is, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for his fiance. But I just know this. When it comes to money, the people who have it, they never like to disclose that stuff because disclosing it, it could actually be dangerous. So watching the Chiefs game, the under comes in. Long story short, I never got a chance to cash my winning ticket uh, because that's how crazy Vegas is. So I end up heading back to the uh, Paris because I have to be up early for this Medicare summit. I go in the elevator, and there's a lady in there. And she's like, hey, how's it going? I go, I'm doing good. And she goes, where from? I said, uh, Chicago. And she goes, get out of here. I'm from Barrington. I go, are you kidding me? I got close friends, really close friends who live in Barrington. We go there all the time. And she goes, what a small world. And then there's another lady who hops on the uh, elevator. She's from Decatur, Illinois. Again, that's probably 30 minutes away from me. So just a small, small world, and everybody's kind of there for a different conference. But able to get to bed early, uh, the Medicare summit begins. And it's one of those things I always find fascinating. Whenever people go to a summit or a convention, I always wonder why they bring their laptops and all that stuff to do work. Okay, bring a notebook Take notes. Your job sent you there. So they're not expecting you to work on that day. Okay? I get it. You don't want to fall behind. But guess what? These are some of the best speakers within our industry. Don't you want to hear what you have to say, what they have to say? And one thing I've never believed in, okay? Want to know a word that is actually a myth that people actually sell people on? That's complete and total bullshit. That word is multitasking, okay? When I'm talking to people on the phone, I could tell if their attention is somewhere else. But they think they're having a legit conversation. Yep, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it drives me insane. People aren't capable of multitasking, okay? Knowing what I know about ADHD medication... I'm convinced 100% of the population should be on it so people can stay focused. These are the top speakers. They're paying money, hand over fist, for people to be there. And people in their emails looking up, 
it drives me insane. If I were hosting a convention, I'd say anybody walks in here with a laptop, you're fired, okay? If I had that kind of power. There's too much to learn. There's too much networking that needs to be done. And what are people working on, okay? I'm there with a notebook and a pen listening, and I have a whole team who's above 146% to their goal. So what can you be working on that's so important that I'm not working on? Like multitasking is like one of the ultimate signs of failure that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, some people are capable. Nobody's capable, okay? Not physicians. That's why so many people, they're going into the doctor's office with one thing, leaving with five others, okay? Because doctors aren't capable of doing it. Nobody's capable of doing it. Coaches, you want to know the coaches who get fired? The coaches who want to multitask. The ones, the ones that want to be offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and GMs. They're the ones that get fired, okay? Because you can't do three different things at the same time, no matter what anybody tries to tell you. It drives me insane. But I was able to learn a lot from the summit, just what great organizations are doing, products, and one of the things I learned, and everybody knows this because we talked about it on Untangling, AI, right? That was the buzzword, where things are going with AI and basically digital health, and also just how to use your resources if you're in a vertically integrated, like let's just say hospital system. Should the physicians better understand which insurance their patients are on so that way they understand what they qualify for, what they don't. So extremely powerful, but people are on their cell phone, people are on their laptop. It's almost like there's always somewhere better to be, but in that room. Again, for me, my laptop was upstairs, pen and paper, taking notes. That's how it works, folks, okay? So when you go to conferences, you go somewhere that your company's paying you to be, don't bring your laptop to get caught up on emails. And again, I always tell people this, it's a time management issue. People struggle with time management. You know, when I did my emails, I woke up that Monday morning, okay, basically at 6 a.m., which is 8 a.m. Central Time, and the conference doesn't start till 9, I had three hours to do my emails. So I'm just like, are people so incapable with three hours? You can't get caught up on work? It is just mind-boggling to me. But Las Vegas had a blast. So fun to see friends. Couldn't stop laughing. There's so many funny things that happen. For example, I went to use a restroom. There was this like short, chubby guy dressed as Elvis screaming at the top of his lungs in the middle of the casino. I just couldn't stop laughing. You see the funniest and the craziest things. You have people who are extremely passionate about their teams, and there is no atmosphere like it. And I also miss the diversity. I forgot how diverse Las Vegas is, and it's even more diverse now than when I left. So with that untangling audience, great conversation. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm actually off to Chile Within the next week, uh, the trip 
it's, you know, it's off to a kind of a bumpy start because we've had people in the house under the weather, uh, had to go to the vet uh, for my dog uh, who basically had a scab, couldn't stop scratching. So they had to basically give him, uh, you know, ointments and, you know, just clear the area out. So he's doing a lot better, but just a lot happening and uh, see you in a couple days, maybe a couple weeks. Hope you like today's uh, episode. I almost forgot. So I'm leaving my hotel room. Okay, so here's what happened. At the Medicare Summit, I was supposed to fly out on Wednesday at 2.15. I get a text message that Monday. Hey, because of severe weather, flying through Dallas, please give us a call. So I call and they said, okay, it's a three-hour wait. Shocking. The airlines are making billions of dollars in profits and three-hour wait, whatever. But if you leave your phone number, we'll call you back within the next 30 minutes. So I leave my phone number. Three hours goes by before they call me back, but I got to give it to them. They finally call me back. So I pick it up because I know if I don't, I'm not going to get a hold of these people again. I said, hey, I got a text message from your organization uh, flying through Dallas. It looks like there's severe weather storms, uh, thunderstorms, weather, whatever, and um, calling based on your text. Yeah, not a problem. Where are you flying to? Chicago. I go, would I be able to fly from Las Vegas to Chicago direct? And they said, yes. However, the flight leaves at 6.15 in the morning. I said, I'll take it. Okay, 6.15 Wednesday instead of 2.15 p.m. on a Wednesday. And so um, Tuesday night, go to bed early, no plans, because my whole thing is simply, hey, I'm leaving Las Vegas. Play on words for those of you who like that movie. One of the best movies uh, all time, by the way. So... When you have to be up early, you can't sleep. So I go to bed at 9, and every hour I'm looking at the clock. 10, 11, 12. Because you can't, you want to make sure, you, I can't miss this flight. So 3 o'clock hits, and I go, perfect. Because, you know, you got to drive uh, to the rental car place, which is nowhere near the airport. So I go, okay, perfect. 3 o'clock, shower, you know, all my stuff's already packed. And as I'm leaving, it's Vegas, it's hopping, right? So I see this guy, and young guy. You know, he kind of looks like a uh, January Sixer who would have stormed the Capitol. That's just my take of this person. And he walks out of his room with a lady of the night who happens to be African-American. America's a crazy place, you know. This person goes back. And I'm just assuming this because I don't know this person. So probably goes back, you know, hops on all the social media, you know, bashing African-Americans, all that stuff. Meanwhile, he's in Vegas probably, you know, sleeping with. Uh, African-American women. That's the beauty of Vegas, right? So as I'm leaving and I see this, you know, he sees me and he's clearly really drunk. I see a few ladies of the night just in the middle of the lounge area because I have to check out, remember? I paid to park. So I got to go settle that this nonsense. So I just see all of them. They're out. They're near the casino. And you could, when I used to live there, you could always tell because they love drinking uh, like Chardonnay. Really bizarre. That's their drink of choice. So I'm walking. I have my luggage. And I got to get to the airport. And three of them walk by me. And they said, hey, looks like you're leaving early. And I go, yep. Can't wait to get home. This has been a serious experience. I hope you ladies have a great night. They go, well, hope you're going to stay a lot longer. I go, I love the city. 
Have a great night. And with that, good night, everybody. I'm a bad bitch, but...